Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Tim Kroll, who's a director of Serious Play, creating unforgettable Serious Play workshops that will forever change your organization. And the takeaway points will be specific actions for your team that have to implement, look at your core business values, look at your personal leadership skills, all the things that are truly important with your business. And I love that it's done in a playful way. Awesome. Tim. <laughs> That's why it's called show. serious play. <laughs> so, hey, dude, let's let's talk about this serious play. So um, where are you today with your business? Give me a sort of top level overview. And who is it that you truly love to work with? So I, I, everybody asks this question and they always try to dial it in and they say it's just one group of individuals. But the reality is I have three specific groups and it's the exact it's not exactly the same. It's just on different levels. So the very first group that I really work with is kids, uh, anything from middle school up to high school. And the goal with that is to, one, get them to understand Let me back up and I can say this, because oftentimes in education, we push them into a very specific set structure and Lego using Lego as a way to be able to kind of teach that allows them to learn how to do teamwork, how to communicate, how to like all of these soft skills that we just kind of Mm. skip over in the education. And when I do a Lego, a serious play, like a Lego workshop with them, it gives them the ability to be able to understand concepts with their hands and it engages the different parts of their minds. Uh, not just sitting there listening. Um, The other goal with that is to be able to connect them with their parents. And so a a passion of mine is to make sure that people can understand that you can have healthy relationships with your kids by a shared experience. And that shared experience creates memories. And those memories turn into trust, which means when the kids get in trouble or they have a serious problem or a serious question, they're willing to come back and ask you. And that's how we develop the bond. So that's the first one is the kids. The second one is in the mental health industry. Uh, and it's and I'm, I have to be very cautious about this because I do not have medical training or background. I've just seen mm. experiential. When it comes to individuals that have a lot of the PTSD situations or even autistic things that are going on within their minds, I have watched it happen over and over again when we bring Lego out that they come alive. Or uh, a couple of guys that, ha- that are struggling with PTSD will start to build a set together And then next thing you know, you're talking about some pretty serious stuff going on in their brains. And then they are able to process it emotionally and start to work through it. And then the third level is what I talk about. It's like the white collar, the C-suite type individuals where they typically have a project or a challenge and they don't understand why it's not coming through or happening. 
And so we go in and we do uh, serious play workshops and it sounds bragging, but it's true. I've had it happen over years. I can tell you in about two hours, the, the people that are going to quit, the people that are not on board with the project, I can tell you in a matter of two hours, like this is something you got to watch for. That's something you got to watch for. This is, And they're like, how did you figure that out? I've been with this guy for five years and I didn't know. It's just, you can see it when they're doing something as serious play. Mm. That's a okay, long-winded so answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, is a, that is a long ass answer, which is also fantastic. So with, with this, you've got, one modality we break it down to one simple modality one way of extracting of experiencing this to move them forward to get a transformation yeah and it's spread across your three different audiences yeah so what what was it about this this modality about your specific way of putting an individual in this experiential world how did that come about? Uh, so it, it was a lot of experimental aspects in my own life. I was never a great student. So, I mean, I can go all the way back to my childhood. My sister, she made straight A's all the way through. And I was just like, how the heck is she doing that? She had a huge high, uh, whatever they call that, SAT scores and all of the IQ stuff. All that kind mm. of stuff was pretty high. But she couldn't figure out how to do stuff when we were in a situation. So, for example, the one I remember the most is we locked, we, we left their key and we couldn't get into the house. She couldn't figure that out. And I had to figure out kind of the deductive type reasoning and figuring that. And so that was the beginning. I'm like all the way back there. And I realized I was a D and C student, but I, I didn't fit in the educational system. I didn't mm. understand, like I couldn't learn that way. But if you showed me how to do it, man, I got it. If I, if you allowed me to work with it, I got it. I got it. And so that led me down this path of many of our education, much of the business conferences, business events, we all go sit in a seat and we listen to speaker after speaker after speaker tell us about strategies and theories, but we don't know how to implement them. We don't know how to actually have an active daily plan to be able to say, okay, I've got this situation how do I communicate the strategies of community? And so that's where that all spawned from. That's where it comes from is because I use and engage both a physical build, a mental creativity, an educational thing. And you blend that all together to get an experience, like I said, is truly unlike anything else you'll ever have. And what you walk away from with will change the entire aspects of your business and your personal life. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the the transformation that comes from your time together with with your clients. What what is the real high level? What is the thing that they can do? They take away that they enable from this experience. The the quickest way to be for me to explain that is often we have employees, and an employee is going to be one of two things: they're going to be compliant or they're going to be committed. A compliant employee is there to pull a paycheck. They show up at nine o'clock and they leave at five. They do the bare minimum to be able to get that paycheck. And frankly, if the guy across the street, your competitor says, oh, by the way, I'm going to give you a $500 signing bonus and I'm going to pay you a quarter more, that employee is going to go across the street because they're just compliant. That is all that they're doing. They're just pulling that. And unfortunately, many of our business owners have really focused on the compliance rather than the commitment. So here's the transition. Excuse me. I did a I did a show up here. I did a workshop up here in northern Michigan and I had a, a 
I think there was 10 individuals, all managers, executive levels. And we did a program. One of the teams was three people together. Two of the individuals got up and walked away. This was about an, probably about an hour or so of a workshop. Two of them got up and walked away. The one that was left was really frustrated. Like, guys, just come back. We're trying to finish this. Spread that. This was last year. This year, those two individuals are no longer with the company. Those two individuals were compliant, not committed. And I've watched this happen over and over and over again. So the takeaway is a fact, how do we identify those that are compliant and move them into commitment? How do we identify those that are burnout, frustrated, have no idea what else to do with their employees, the staff mm. that's underneath them, the department, identify that and now come alongside and educate them on how to communicate, how to motivate, how to work with people in different aspects, because there's a lot of personalities. How do we do all of that? That's the walk away is to really, truly get people committed to the organization that they're passionate about. They, they are excited to come into work. Okay, so how is that achieved? Because with what you've just said there, it's a, it's a, it's a sneaky, sneaky tool to be able to understand and identify individuals. It's, you, know, you we hear, you know, Enneagram, DISC, Myers, all these different um, Tons of them. analysis tools, they all have a place. So it sounds like what you have is a way of being able to identify it may not have crumbs. I mean, this podcast that we do, there's an application process. There is communication. All the red flags that we see of potential guests that won't won't actually enjoy this show or, or are not the right fit. There are so many red flags that shouldn't be red flags. But it's like, oh my gosh, if this thing happens. <laughs> that's exactly right. So I think that's a, such, I can't wait to share all these with, with, with everyone soon. The red flags that aren't red flags, but once you see it and put the experience together is is huge. So your identifier is one thing. What's the next step to convert, to to change, to introduce them to a better way? Is it for themselves? Is it for the company? How does that kind of work? So here's what I have found. The biggest gap is between the strategies and theories and the application. That's the biggest gap that we have across businesses. Tons and tons of tools, systems, EOS. You just mentioned multiple personality tests, discovers, all of that stuff. We can have that, and that's really well, good. But if we don't identify how to use it, all of the tools, all of the systems, all of the processes are worthless. And so the workshop is a way to be identify how do we use the different personalities? Is this person a micromanager or are they more of a hands-off? Like they, they delegate and they forget it and they never mm. processed and they never gave them any training. And like, there's all these little, I would call them catchphrases or words that we use in the industry, but we really don't know what they mean. And so first step, like I said, like what you just said is the identifying where are the possible barriers where are the possible gaps? And then now, what tool do we need to bring in to be able to support or overcome that barrier? And again, we've got 6,000 years of education. Go back to Aristotle. I mean, that's where the personality started, right? Go back to Socrates. He's got awesome stuff. 6,000 years. We're not going to reinvent a tool, but is that the right tool to be able to overcome that challenge or that barrier? Mm -hmm. How yeah, do we take we that tool? So that's that's the connecting. This concept is, is fantastic, and I, I, we could we could break this down all day long. This is this is my jam. I love this stuff. I mean, with with unforget yourself, clients come to us in one of three camps. Either number one, clarity. I I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. Number mm. two, I know exactly what I want. I just don't know what to do. 
or number three, and this is the golden one, I know exactly what to do. I just can't fucking do it. <laughs> That's that moment I think most people fall into. Yeah. Once you've got the clarity, it's then, okay, there's knowledge. There's, yeah. I mean, in this world, there is no excuse for not having the knowledge. Everything is free. Everything's out there. I agree. We have, it's no longer a knowledge problem. It's an execution problem. It's an application problem. And what's the one barrier in our way? This guy, these people, yeah. us. Yeah. We're, we are our own worst enemy. The beliefs, the stories, the promises, all this stuff. So Absolutely. I love the way you said it's the strategy and the theory is all great, but it's the application of it. Once you, well, let's talk about that gap in the middle because that gap, that gap changes everything. It does. So, that, let's let's make let's make this real because we we've been talking ages about clients and them and what they should think. For you personally, where where do you see a gap? Where is your gap in between the knowledge, the strategy, the theory, and the application? What does that look like for you at, at the level that you are with your business and, and leadership? <laughs> so I would say the biggest challenge that I face on a daily basis is staying consistent with the personal habits that I've set out to be. That's the number one thing that I, every day I know if I get up and I am consistent with what I, I've committed to do, the rest mm. of the day ends up turning out just fine. Um, when I don't, then I start to worry. I start to stress. I start to, like, I do all of these things that I know that are not healthy and I have to check myself and I have to go back and I have to say, yo, dude, <laughs> you're, you're kind of off. The second thing that I would say too is, we get consumed by our own thoughts, our own perspectives. And for me, I have two different mentors that I work with on a regular basis. And this is different than consulting. And that's the, I struggle with consultants because they come in and they drop in and say, do this and this and this. And then they walk away and you're just like, what do I do now? I mean, like, so I don't, I struggle with that because consultants are just fly by boom and drop a bomb and then, then they're gone. I, I want people that are going to walk with me. And then that way they can kind of say, no, just adjust here, just adjust here. So I have two different mentors that I work with, plus a really tight group of friends that kind of keep their perspective. Um, and so I, I would say on a personal level, which also applies to the business aspect of it, is staying disciplined in the consistency of action because I know all the stuff that I need to do, uh, whether it's from journaling to uh, making sure that I have a grateful perspective and I'm, I'm focused on the things that are good to mm -hmm. capturing thoughts that come in that are negative or false and, and rerouting those like that is that that's the key. I mean, that change, that's what it is. I probably, I probably went off a different direction than you thought for that, for that question, but that's what I love about these conversations. We just are flying by the seat of our pants. <laughs> I mean, you answered it from what came to you in the moment. And it sounds like it's you're, the gap for you is the discipline of action. I mean, there's one principle within Unforget Yourself. You're a plant. I mean, in any situation, it could be, oh my gosh, the world's ending. This is so bad. This is like, hold on. With these feelings and emotions that you're having, it might just be that you're just hungry. You just need some water. You just need a little bit of oh, sunlight. True. You're a plant. It can be the absolute basis. Is the world ending? Is this client a nightmare? No, just hungry. That's it. It yeah. can be as simple as that. So you're disciplined with action. That could be fundamental to, and if, if you pull on that thread, where else is that showing up within the business? So you know that when you start to fall off or don't do things through, we all want consistency. We all want variety. 
fuck they conflict oh my gosh the two basic human needs they're the absolute opposite of the spectrum no wonder we're always confused so let's go down that rabbit hole because you're a an advocate of serious play there's the beautiful play on words there's the contradiction so you're also with your business and the work that you do it's wide focus ah you got it. Absolute it is focus. wide focus, but it's narrow focus too. So it's like again the contradiction, and I love that fact that you're bringing that up because the narrow focus is really using an activity to discover the needs, and that's the that's all that's all that I do. At the end of the day, is I'm using an activity to discover what's really going on. Now mm-hmm. it, it's kind of a little deceptive because I don't come in and tell people that I'm using an activity to figure out what the heck is going on in your organization. But that's exactly yeah. what I do. And and again, I can I can dial it in and I can tell you exactly. So for example, even with the kids, I mean, we specifically as a family, we focus on shared experiences. I had, a, mm. I had one organization that came to me and they said, hey, I don't know how to build trust. It's easy. Shared experiences. Start there. When you have a shared experience, it really truly dials in and it takes that variety, but yet that things that are stable, it it kind of brings them together because you can do different shared experiences, but you've got an underlying theme of you're just doing experiences, right? It's that yin and yang kind of a scenario. So I I lost track of where I was going with that, but (laughs) there's if nothing else, you're going to see that I'm authentic, man. I'm going to say what's in my brain. (laughs) It's it's the, it's the, the contradiction I think is, is a a key part to that maybe that is your your double-edged what i call the my double-edged wielded flaming sword <laughs> that might be yours it's it is the the contradiction i want this and i want that these two different ends of the scale yeah. i want to be hugely successful and pinpoint and i want to serve everyone there's there's a there's a there's a contradiction there i want to find the right way to do it but i want to do it in my own way it's like okay what's what is that where is this because my my double-edged flaming sword is problem solving. It is I've, I said this before in the podcast. I, it's it's amazing with businesses. It's amazing working through with clients. It is not, it's fucking clumsy as hell at the dinner table with the four kids. It is not the place for that. It, it knocks over everything. Okay, it's bad. So it's finding but it's where... interesting this this concept of competing ideas. We want a system and a process in our business, but we have people. People don't, people are not system and process. People are emotional. People have problems. People are different personalities. We can't systematize personalities. And so we've got these competing things. I mean, like that, that's what we have to marry together to have a successful organization. And there is a false belief. You can systematize personalities. I mean, from an from understanding, from an awareness perspective, that's exactly what we've done. Unforget yourself is a system. Three steps. Sorry, three cycles and nine steps that we all get stuck in. You can find out exactly where you are. It doesn't find right. who you are as a human being. So it's not a personality test, but it's understanding, okay, where am I? What's happening? So to systematize mindset for the business owner, that was our jam. I had to make it clear. I wanted to see rather than just words, affirmations. It was how can we make this tangible, actual? How can we make this? How can we systematize it so it can be followed like a game of, of snakes and ladders or, or shoots and ladders for the, the American uh, yeah. market? It's how so you... can I can I challenge you on this one? And I think this is absolutely. Where we're at. I, 
I think we're saying the same thing and using two different words. And I, I find that so often. And this is one of the base elements of doing a Lego workshop is creating a standard of communication and a base level of work. So, I, and I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there. And I know we're recording. So this is going to be fun doing it live. We'll see if it works. <laughs> I use the word frameworks. Hmm. Personalities are frameworks. Uh, I have a framework for developing leadership. EOS is a framework for systems, processes. These are all frameworks that we use to be able to try to make sense of all of the different variables that are out there. And inside of a framework, we have almost an infinite possibility because every individual is going to be a slightly different play on where their personality is at. And then you've got the fact of a family of origin type personality that could be more dominant. There's all kinds of things that go on and, or, you know, your original natural state versus a work state. Like there's all these different levels of things, but we can take the framework and the framework can be the same. And I think when I say framework, I think that's the same thing you're saying is system. And I think we're saying the same thing, but I could be wrong, but I, I think that's where we're at. What's your Possibly. point? Where are we, where are we going with this? Where, where are yeah, we so going the, with this? the point is this, because you said, no, we can systematize personalities. Yeah. Um, I, I think you can put, put personalities in a framework, but you, you can't systematize people because people will show up as different. And you'll see as they mature, they'll actually grow into different personalities and their personalities will change. So it yes. would be impossible to systematize and say, we're always going to operate this way with this person because there's going to be situations and things that arise that are going to create different personalities and different challenges. And that's where I feel like the the framework of personalities is awesome and it's a great tool, but we have to be adaptable in the way that we use that tool. Now, you just nailed it. Yes, that is exactly why Unforget Yourself exists. Exactly. All these Enneagram, um, even Gene Keys, a human design. This is who I am. Here's my horoscope. I'm a Gemini, so I get to be a dick so I can be a good person and a bad person. Whatever crutch you use, sometimes it can. this information can be amazing. It gives you an idea of who you are. It can also be a, here's an excuse as to why I can't do this job or I can act that way. Now, just to introduce yes. you to the Unforget Yourself system, this is why this is different. This is where you are in a situation. So let's say in business, you might be in a step called uncomfort. I'm, I, I can't take that action. I can't make that offer. I can't make a business decision because ah, the anxiety, the doubt, the guilt comes in. You know exactly where you are. But in your romantic relationship, you might be amazing, flying, doing everything that you need to do. No uncomfort, just working in flow and enjoying yeah. it. So at one given time, and that's just two levels. Think of it. We're all going through different journeys, being Multiple. a parent with our physical health, our financial life. We're going through all these different journeys at the same time. So I can be struggling with fear in one example. And in, at the same time, I can be doing a fucking thing, excelling in another place. Yet in somewhere else, I can be in Victimville where I'm you know, having the excuses, the blame, the distractions. But somewhere else, I'm taking full ownership. And I'm still the same person. So once you can identify in a given situation where you are, that where with the right tools, tactics, and advice, that can move. So now we have that sort of fluid nature that you're that you're talking about, right? That's I totally agree. That's why I thought when you said that it kind of hit me the wrong way. And I'm like, well, I think that's a definition. I think that's a that's a 
a foundation of words. And it hit me like, wait, that's not quite right. That's not how I think. But then all of a sudden we're just like, I, yeah, we, yeah, it is. That's exactly how I think. Perfect. Love that. So where, what's, what is your next step? Because right now, as you grow your business, as you're trying to reach, you know, those three very different avatars and trying to help as many people as you can, because, oh my gosh, everyone needs to experience this. Yeah. What's, what's the ultimate goal? Where, where are you going? So my, again, that I look at it this way and I love illustrations. The ultimate, the North star, I'm not going to use the word goal. The North star is the impact and how I, how I help individuals. I use that as the guide, which means now where is it that I'm going to arrive using that as my guide? I'm never going to reach mm -hmm. the North star, but that is my guide. And so the, what you're asking is like, what is your business going to look like in a year and three years and five years? And the reality of that is I can I can plan and I can work on that. But I have come to the understanding that no matter what, we cannot control that outcome. So I have to stay adaptable. Put all that into con concepts. To answer your question specifically, in one year, I want to be able to work with at least four to five, I would call them Fortune 500 Inc. type businesses where we can come in and we can actually do the Lego workshops and show them how powerful that's going to be. In about three to five years, I want to make sure that I've got two or three other individuals that I can train on. And it's not even taking that much. Most of the time, it's people already understand this. And just using the Lego, the serious play methodology, uh, methodology, sorry, mm. in a way that's going to allow them to have more individuals that can be impacted. And that's the way I see it in the next three to five years. How that's going to play out, I think there's a lot of different paths that it could play out, but those are definite destinations that I want to get to in the next one year to next three to five years. Mm. Beautiful. And even in that answer, there was so many contradictions. You gave me the answer. Here's where you're going. And that to build that, to build that movement, to have your own you know, certified coaches, people using your methodology spreading because you're only one person. There's nobody else in the United States that's doing serious play. There are a lot in the UK. There's a lot in Germany. There's a lot over in, uh, uh, there's a few in Canada, but there's nobody yeah. in the United States that's doing this serious play me methodology of teaching. And it's, I, man, it's such a thing that's needed because we've skipped over it in the education process. I mean, like we just, we've got a master's degree. I have a master's degree, but so what? They got a bachelor's degree. So what? I mean, like you got all this stuff. Are you using it? I mean, like, are you actually applying the stuff that you're learning? And we've skipped over this. How do we use it? Mm. And so I guess you get to apply that methodology to your to your business, how you can grow, how you can reach the right people, how you can scale this in the right way with wielding your sword of contradiction. Here's the goal, but I don't want to say the word goal, and I don't want to, you know, we need to be flexible in movement with this, but here's the goal. So it's almost validating and look, yeah, there's a problem solving it's seeing every single angle. Yep. I agree. You're hundred percent. I agree. I agree. There's I had somebody ask me yesterday, what do you think about writing down your goals? And I'm like, well, it can be good and bad. I mean, that's the, that's the beauty of goals. You can either get stuck in it or you can use it as a way to inspire and motivate you to do more. Mm. And there's the, there's the, the wide focus in action. Bring it back in, have that focus actually sets set your north star i mean words matter sometimes sometimes they don't we all that a lot of coaches are like you can't say this i can't even say the word i want because it means i don't have oh sometimes it's like you can fucking say what you want and allow it to come through i think back to your point we're gonna full circle now whatever works for you 
if it's working, oh, keep doing it. If it's not, make a change. But find yes. the methodology, the way of speaking, the way of acting, the way of playing. Find the thing that's right for you through experiential understanding, doing it, seeing it for you. If it's working with three avatars at the same time, if that doesn't dilute the messaging, if that doesn't make it more complicated, if that doesn't take three amount of time to get to the level of success that you could have, then I celebrate you. For other people, it's I choose one yep. and I'm the expert in this. And then once I get to this point, then we scale. There are, yeah. there are ways of doing this. It's up yeah. to you the way you play this. And I, I love what you're saying there. If I could just say this, we need to stop teaching fish to climb trees. That's what we have to do. We're trying to teach fish to climb trees and we're trying, trying to teach monkeys to swim. Because everybody's a little bit different. We need to teach them in what they're skilled at and what and how they learn. Because our education system teaches monkeys how to swim and fishes how to climb trees. And that's not what they're made for. That's not who mm. they were created to be. I want to in, in, empower people to become who and how they were created and find their identity, not in the false narrative, not in what society is telling them that they have to be. How how are you going to show up in the world? How are you going to write that narrative of the rest of your life? And at the end of the day, it's that's what that's how we teach them. That's where we go. Tim, beautiful. Hey, look, thank you so much for being here, sharing your message and your business. How you're going through? How you're navigating this landscape? Thank you so much for sharing. Boy, time has gone by. Thank you for having me. It's just flown by. I didn't even realize we were here already. <laughs> Oh, you're, you're so, so welcome. And hey, look, Pete, if people want to find out more about you and the work that you do, where can they find you? Uh, so two things. One is I do have a website. It's my name, timcroll.com. Uh, but the second one is, frankly, go to Google and type in my name, and you're going to find a ton of stuff there, everything from social media links to videos to whatever else. Awesome. Well, everyone, if you're curious, please go check it out. But Tim, again, thank you so much for being here. and Thank you for playing along. <laughs> thanks so much man <laughs> you're welcome hey katie yeah mark want to do an outro i sure do sweet hey thank you so so much for listening and making it to the end yay you so what happens next uh we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode can you please rate review download subscribe mm. yeah but why is it important because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.